guys. Welcome back to the Rooted in Jesus podcast. And today I am here with Bree. Hello, everyone. And I'm so excited to have her on my podcast. We met through Bible study at church, two girls that hopefully will be on my podcast soon and talk about how they started their Bible study and stuff. We met through that Bible study and yeah. I just saw like Bree's heart and stuff and just how much of a person she was that she really wanted to live out her faith and I just thought she would be an awesome person to have on here. So I guess we'll get started. First question, I want you to share a little bit of your testimony with our listeners today so they can know a little bit more about you and about your testimony and stuff. So you can go ahead and share that. Okay, so back in 2016, I was a junior in college at East Tennessee State University and I was getting my degree in special education. Full-time student, three jobs, type A person, go, 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 right? I'm sure you know the kind. Well, I first struck sick, we say November 16th of 2016. And those months leading up to that, everything in my life started to kind of take a change. Like I said, I was very top A, go, 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 work hard, pushed myself. I was the kind of girl, if I was sick, I'd show up to class anyways, didn't want to miss, didn't really have time to miss uh, back when I was getting my degree. And some symptoms that I was experiencing um, was just dizziness, lightheadedness. I was having multiple nosebleeds a day, blanking in and out, uh, which later I come to know that I was experiencing what they call absent seizures no energy, so just kind of a 360 of who I was. And then on November 16th of 2016 is when I experienced my first full-on what you see on the movies seizure. And that was so scary. I had no clue what was going on. So kind of speed up the story and fast forward to 2020 now, four years almost later. I experienced uh, what I describe to people is kind of a loss of who I once was. Uh, and I grieve that because I am a different person now. Um, but my biggest takeaway from the whole experience and as I continue each day to kind of still fight this battle is that my days were dark and scary within those first few months. My family and doctors weren't sure if, you know, I was going to make it. There were several times where they thought, okay, this is it. With some of my stats and things and blood work, um, and I was one big medical mystery. They couldn't figure out what was going on with me. But during that time, I just had such a peace over me, and I felt God's presence in my life and just a comfort that whatever tomorrow brings, I'm okay. I have God and whatever it may be, good or bad, I'm at peace and I'm okay. Until you experience something traumatic, that's just a feeling that's hard to put in words when you're facing something as life-changing as that was for me. He gave me ultimate peace and comfort and just knowing that I am going to be okay and that there was a greater purpose for this that was beyond my understanding at the time. 
I would be lying if I said that I did not have days where I was kind of like, why me? And am I ever going to get back to like how I used to be? And so I just take that story of mine, you know, that is my testimony. And I share that with others and just how God has blessed me and how his presence has been so apparent in my life through all of that. And that if I didn't have the Lord, I don't know if I would have made it out of that. Um, so I'm, as wild as that sounds, I'm really thankful for the trial. You know, God doesn't give us things that we can't handle. And he has taught me so much. And I have felt his love and presence so much in my life throughout this experience and days on. Yeah, so that's a little bit of her testimony. And I was like, wow, because when I met you I didn't know all that stuff but it's amazing how God can work through like the darkest times in our life and work it out for his glory and everything that we go through like you were saying has a purpose and sometimes that purpose is just to help somebody else that's going through something similar to say I made it out you can too and it's amazing how God works through that another question that I have is I'll tell you a little bit about like this before I lead up to the question but Brie does this thing that I love she does it on Instagram and it's the daily dose of Jesus so she'll go on there and she'll talk about like what God is speaking to her and just a little encouragement thing I just love that and I think it's a really cool thing that she does so my question that I had for you about that was, when did you start sharing Jesus on social media and in real life, and how did God lead you to do that? Because I know it's really scary sometimes to share Jesus yeah. with people. Yeah. So I guess I've grown up in church, and to say that I've been saved my whole life, not necessarily true. I definitely... uh was a turning point when I was a freshman in high school when I was like, okay, you know, Lord, I want you in my life. And I think that's when I truly accepted him and then expressed that with baptism. So since then, I have, I would like to say, tried it in a lot and share Jesus just because I like to share things that I love and know. And Jesus is my first priority in my life. But I really say that I stepped up my game and felt like I had more of a duty and a purpose with God after this whole health experience. It kind of all falls back on that. I felt like that was so traumatic and life-changing. I didn't share that I lost all my mobility when I struck sick and I was in a wheelchair. And so for the first six months, I couldn't do anything independently, such as showering, dressing, eating, walking. And so to lose that and then God give that back to me was life-changing. There's no other words for that. So I felt like, wow, like God has been so good to me. I've got to go tell about it. I've got to go share him. I've got to show people that, hey, look who I was, look who happened, and look where I am right now. And the only answer for that is God. So I had created, um, I was late to the game. I created a Facebook a couple months after I struck sick, just because there were so many people, I'm blessed with a lot of wonderful people in my life, that wanted to be updated. 
And I thought Facebook's going to be a great way to do that because you have moms and teachers and friends and everybody's on Facebook. So that's kind of where it began for me. I would get on there and I would update people and make sure that, you know, I'm telling them, you know, God is good. Today was a bad day, but God is good. Today was a good day. Let's praise him for that. And so then it, I took it further um, and I thought, you know, I'm going to share on here. I was going through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John at the same time and like just comparing each chapter to chapter. And I thought, I'm going to share that. That may help someone. And I got a lot of good feedback from that. And I really enjoyed doing that. And I think there is where my confidence grew because like you said, sharing Jesus isn't always easy and not Mm -hmm. everybody accepting of that you know and there I grew and I felt like I kind of found a voice and as I got more serious I guess into my social media and seeing the power that social media can have and that it does have I was like I want to use my platform I want to use it for the good I want to use it for God you see a lot of people using it for politics or um, you know, branding, advertising, and I was like, why don't I use mine to share Jesus? And so I think for at least two years now, I've been doing the daily dose of Jesus, and that kind of looks different each day. Some mornings, I'll just hop on, and I will share what God has put on my heart, what I feel like He's telling me or leading me to share with others. A lot of times, I get on there, and I share scripture that I'm reading, um, devotions that I'm doing, things that I just feel like, hey, this may help someone. And I just like to get on there and chat. If people have prayer requests, I tell them to send it in. I'd love to pray for them. And my hopes are just that, you know, my little corner of the world, that if there's one person out there that it touches or that can make a difference or they feel like they're not alone or they feel like they can relate to me, then it's all worth it. But that is encouraging because you don't have to have a huge platform to share Jesus. You can share Jesus on whatever social media or whatever God has placed in your life. You can use it for his glory. Amen. I was reading this morning about the the sheep and where God had 99 and he lost that one. And I was like, you know, that speaks so much truth for me because if there's just one, then that's one that you're going to see in heaven. That's one that you saved a life that life matters so yeah perfect Mm -hmm. the next question is one that I try to ask everybody because I just think it's so interesting to see like what is your favorite bible verse or bible story I feel like my favorite bible verse has changed throughout time but Mm -hmm. um in the recent years the one that I keep coming back to is Isaiah 41 10 Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you with my righteous right hand. And I love that. And I have a cross ring that I wear on my right hand just as a reminder, like, God is guarding me. He does have me. And so I've just stuck to that one Bible verse throughout these last few years that I don't have to be afraid. My Mm -hmm. God knows all things. Um, there's nothing I'm not facing that he didn't know before today when I woke up and that he's going to give me the strength to get through it and that he is going to hold on to me. So that resonates with me. And then 
you said um, favorite verse or story. That's my favorite verse, but I do have a favorite story in the Bible. My absolute favorite, um, and it comes from Luke, where the paralyzed man, his friends are carrying him on a stretcher through the crowds. Jesus is teaching, and they can't get to Jesus in the synagogue, so they climb on top of the roof, and they start peeling away the roof to lower their friend down to Jesus. And uh, that just blesses me. I love that story because I guess I can relate as I was not paralyzed, but for so long, you know, I Mm -hmm. could not do anything on my own. I lost my independence. And I can sympathize in knowing what that feels like to an extent. And so I can just imagine this man, you know, scared, depending on his friends that, you know, he's heard about Jesus. And if he can just get to Jesus, that Jesus Mm -hmm. is going to him and bless him. And I'm sure people in the crowds were like, what are you doing? Like, don't waste Jesus's time. And I imagine they see these people climbing on a roof with this man and they're like, they're crazy. Like, what are they doing? And, you know, I'd love that. Be crazy for Jesus. And who cares what people think? And here they go. And I imagine Jesus teaching and people are sitting around and like a lot starts to peek through and the roof is falling down and they're probably like, what in the world? But Jesus knew. And mm-hmm. I just love, you know, he, he like he told the Pharisees that were standing by, would you rather me say get up and walk or that you're saved? And, you know, maybe that man didn't. He came hoping just to walk, but he left uh, with security for internal loss. And so what a double blessing. And I just love that story so much. My favorite. That's one of my favorites, too. There's so many, though. Okay, so the next question, what does your quiet time look like? Well, I like to wake up in the morning, and that's different. I'm not going to act like I'm all holy and art thou because a lot of my quiet time looks like me curled up on the couch and binging some Netflix show. So those out there listening, I am a sinner and far from perfect, just like you. But I do like to wake up and start my day with the Lord, and I like to end my day with the Lord. And I feel like on the days that I don't make that a priority, it definitely affects my day and my mood. So I try my best. When I wake up, I'll either have breakfast first or sometimes I'll get straight into it. And I like to read my devotion right now. I'm currently doing a couple's one with my fiance. And then I like to read whatever scripture I am currently in uh, right now. That would be Mark. And then I have a devotion in my Bible that I also do. So my quiet time is just my time with the Lord um, in his word and in prayer, asking for wisdom and knowledge because I have so much to learn. And when I put Jesus first and when I finish it, then you can probably find me curled up on the couch for a while until I wake up and ready to be a human. Yeah, and I think it's important for people to know that because sometimes I'm not perfect either with my quiet time. And you just got to make it personal to you. It's not like it's a certain set amount of things that you have to do, like read 50 chapters, you know, or do all this stuff. You have to do what works for you and just spend that intentional time with God. Whether it's five minutes or an hour, you know, he recognizes when we put a foot forward and try. So, yes, it's a very personal 
don't try to mimic someone else. Find what fits you. Mm-hmm. So this question is, what is God teaching you at the moment with all the craziness going on in the world? <laughs> you ever pray for patience and then you're like, why did I pray for patience? Because then mm-hmm. you just get tested. <laughs> uh, I really, uh, as cliche as that may sound, I really feel like he is teaching me patience and dependency that I'm a planner. And I'd even go to say that, like, I like to be in control in a sense, and I'm not. God is totally in control, and my life is way better when I let go of the reins and let him lead. But, yeah, I I was talking about my fiancé earlier. We are supposed to be getting married in September, and, you know, every little girl dreams of their wedding day. And I can tell you, planning a wedding in a pandemic was the last thing I ever thought I would be doing. And the uncertainty with that. And, you know, it's out of my control. And so he's just teaching me to be dependent on him and be patient. And I shared um, on my blog and Instagram a few days ago that we're moving to Texas. (laughs) So that is huge. I am uprooting from everything I know and love and moving 15 hours away. And so he is just teaching me depend on him let it go. I'm not in control. Be patient. Take it day by day because if I try to plan too much ahead, it's overwhelming. I'll end up in tears, panic. And, you know, we're not supposed to fear when we have God in our life. So, yeah, patience and dependency. And I'm, it's not easy. It's, I have to lay it at the cross every day, sometimes multiple times a day. So, but we're working on it. And that's so good because I think sometimes we forget to be dependent on God and think, oh, I got this myself. It's all good. And being patient is hard. Oh, gosh. (laughs) It's hard. I'm not. I struggle. Mm -hmm. And that's so easy to do in this day and time because we live in such a fast-paced world where it's like now, 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 now. Yep. The last question is, how do you personally live out your faith? And what is some advice that you would, and encouragement that you would give somebody that's struggling to live out their faith? I personally live out my faith by trying to walk and talk it. But I have heard and I have experienced so many times that church people have been the ones that stray people away from God and that makes me so sad to hear you know and so I try to live out my faith um you know I share it publicly I'm an open book but I have some core principles that I guess I claim and hold myself to and I share that like we talked earlier it's a personal walk so don't try to mimic me or whoever else out there but I hold myself to the way I talk, you know, is what I'm saying holy. Would I want God to walk in the room and hear the things I'm saying and the way I dress? Am I keeping myself covered some, you know? Am I representing my body because our bodies are God's temple? Am I dressing how I should with the Lord? 
Um, so TMI, but am I keeping the girls in and is my booty, is that closed up? Things that I do or places I go, you know, when I'm going somewhere, what I want is to take God along with me. So those are kind of the three principles that I hold to. And the easiest way I can say is that all times, the things that we are doing when we wake from when we go to sleep, would we want God right there as our, at our side as our best mm-hmm. friend, pal, you know, being a part of our day? So I try to stick to those, and I am not perfect. I fail daily, and I have to, you know, come to God and ask for his forgiveness. And so those are my core principles that I stick to by trying to live out my faith and then share my testimony and just, um, share on Instagram. That's just something that's important to me that I feel like God's calling me to do until he leads me somewhere else. And my encouragement to those that are listening is that your walk with the Lord is personal, whether you're new in your walk with Jesus or you've been at it 10 years. Every day we can learn something. Mm-hmm. So be teachable. Pray for wisdom and knowledge. Pray for discernment. Pray for that inner voice inside you, God's voice, you know. He'll tell you if there's something he wants you to change in your life. And just love. Know that he loves you and doesn't expect you to be perfect. And that's so freeing because we're never going to be. We're human. Mm -hmm. Um, And you do and find what fits you and the Lord, you know. If you put him first and make him a priority, he's not going to leave you and he's going to teach you and you're going to grow every day that you strive to him first. So, yeah. That's so good. And strive to be close with God. Like you said, he'll lead you in the way that you should go. Be in his word. Be in prayer. When you do those things, it'll be all right. As long as you're in relationship with him and don't try to shut him out he'll lead you where you're supposed to go amen and i think something that i've learned over the years is that we can't fix ourselves mm-hmm. you know when i mess up sometimes i punish myself because i'm like i can't go to god i'm so messy like i knew better and i still did this and so i hope i'm going to work on myself and i'm going to fix myself and then i'll bring myself to jesus and that is the furthest from the truth. And mm-hmm. me and my fiance talked about that this morning. No, God fixes us. So don't punish yourself if you're listening out there and you think, I've done this or my last messy. I need to work on myself. No, come as you are. God says, come as you are. And he'll do the healing and the fixing. That's so good. Well, I've enjoyed our time together. It's been so fun. Me too. Thank you for having me. I've so enjoyed this. You're welcome. If you guys want to follow Bree, I will have her Instagram handle below on the YouTube version of the podcast. And if you're on the Spotify or Apple podcast version, you can go on to the Rooted in Jesus Instagram and then It'll be linked there so you can find it. But I love you guys, and I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Bye.